Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome into an episode of Flippin' Bats. Today has been madness. The party is still ongoing down in San Diego tonight. What an absolute madness of a day across all of Major League Baseball. This is one of the greatest days I've ever seen in Major League Baseball. It was absolute pandemonium. You thought the, you thought the Mariners' playoff drought was long. Well, guess again, their game today lasted longer than the drought did. Today was madness, and we got you all covered right here on Flippin' Bats. Let's get to it. It's a blowout, eighth inning, 10-3. Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits out of the real pitch. He swings, and it's a high fly ball, deep center field. It is gone, home run, and a huge bat flip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. We are recording live here on Saturday night. The party is for sure still going down in San Diego. I feel like I've been a part of the party. This has been madness, everything that happened. San Diego Padres have taken down the one seed in the National League. It is over three wins in a row for the Padres. Gets it done. What a great series. What a great night. Tonight has been madness before we even dive into this game we have been uh we're live right after the game we watched the celebration uh i got goosebumps throughout just as a fan of the game tonight alex has been a special night in san diego there's no doubt about it i just have to say wow i think everyone coming into this series expected a little more from la i mean they took all six regular season series. And then the Padres come in hot off the wild card and take three games in a row and win in San Diego in front of a sellout crowd of Padre fans just losing their mind. Absolutely losing their mind. And it all came down to that seventh inning. Everything changed. A huge moment. Juan Soto coming in, tying the game, exactly what you get him for, taking the lead, then the rain comes, then you have Hayter come in to get the huge save, and it just explodes with excitement and madness, and everyone was celebrating out in the rain. I can't wait to go down and see that and experience the fandom in San Diego and Our next show will be from (laughs) our – we are on the road for the NLCS – and we got the two, the two cities that if you look at these playoffs and say, that is madness. Wild. Um, Philly yep. and San Diego. And that's where we are going. Our next show, we will be live from San Diego. Absolute madness today. Madness. There are, um, there are multiple occasions. Look, you mentioned it, the, the comeback. And, and we'll dive into this game fully in a second. But... There was the comeback in the seventh inning. You have the Kim double down the line, bringing it closer than Soto ties it. Then the Cronenworth single that he advances to second on the throw home. The place was going 
nuts. I mean, San Diego, the cameras were jumping. The place was going insane. The players were going insane. It was absolute madness. Then they start playing songs in the stands and everyone's singing. They're taking their shirts off. That inning ends after they take the lead. And then the heavens open up. Uh The rain starts pouring down. And there are Look, 99% of the time, right, when it starts raining, it's like a, a damper. Yeah. Ah, man, it's raining. Fans go. They, like, go up under the, the, the concourse. There's that 1% of time where the moment, it just makes it even more perfect. Oh, yeah. And that rain start, it started pouring, which yep. never happens in no. San Diego. By the way, in the history of Petco Park, there's been two postponements for baseball. And, and it got a delay game. today because they started today, yeah. 30 minutes later than yeah. they were supposed to. Yeah. And then the rain let up and then it decided to come back just in time right after the seventh inning, right after their huge comeback. It made it perfect. I mean, it, it was if you're looking at this game objectively, you have a big comeback. You have. The, the momentum, you have the emotion, you have the crowd going crazy. Could it have gotten any better if you're in San Diego? It was that perfect time where, you know what? Bring on the rain. Mm-hmm. And the rain happened, and they went nuts, and they just shut the door from there. Uh, what a game. The celebration was, was special. You know, you, you see those celebrations, and I think this is fair to say, if if – The Los Angeles Dodgers had won this series. We wouldn't have seen this celebration. The Houston Astros are advancing to their sixth uh, ALCS. We didn't see this celebration because there's teams in Major League Baseball that have been there a good chunk of time over the last decade. This team isn't one of them. They are back in the NLCS for the first time since 1998, and I feel like all that pent-up emotion all came out. It came out oh, of yeah. the clouds. It yep. came out of the sky. It came out of their mouths. It, it came off. It came out of the team. It came out of the dugout. It was perfect. It was It was quite the night. Um, and just as a fan of the game, I got goosebumps multiple times yeah. uh, hearing, hearing the players after the game, seeing the crowd. Uh, what an absolute, um, what an absolute madhouse down there in San Diego tonight. And uh, you, you can't speak enough about you know, talking about this game a little bit more, the Dodgers got the lead quickly. Oh, yeah. And when you're in an elimination game, you need to play with the lead. Mm-hmm. So they get out to a lead. And then I honestly think, like, there haven't been a lot of times in this series where you think, ah, the Padres got this. They're fine. Really, until that, like, seven, the eighth inning, eighth inning, you were finally, like, Oh, they're they going to do this. this. But at every point, they they win a game on the road in L.A., and it's like, all right, they needed to do that because they don't have much of a chance if they didn't. Yeah. Then they win that first game in San Diego, and it's like, okay, for the first time, it feels like, like you said Again, in our last show, 75. 75 out of 100 is my worry level. Yeah. And then that early in the game happens. They get on the board early. They get out to a 2-0 lead, a 3-0 lead. And then your mindset immediately goes, okay, the worry goes away a little bit. We get this lead. We're now playing with a pretty good lead for playoff baseball. And then if we win this game, we're going back to Dodger Stadium. We're going to have Urias on the mound. Like, I'm feeling pretty good. It wasn't until they really came back, tied it, took the lead, yeah. and then that eighth inning, you finally felt like this was theirs. So they 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 pitched great. Joe Musgrove, the hometown kid, by the way. I can't speak enough about him. I know Joe Musgrove really well from our time playing against each other in the minors. And then we, we just became friends. He's come on this show before. Um, 
the hometown kid, first no-hitter in San Diego Padres history, being yeah. from there, and now to pitch in the biggest game in San Diego, probably since 98, mm-hmm. right? I think that's yep. fair. Um, to, to pitch them to a victory, uh, he started – there were some shaky moments, and he pitched through it. And um, this, was, this was a special night for him and a really good baseball game. Really good baseball game all around, I thought. Like even down to the ninth inning when you have Josh Hader coming in and facing Betts, Turner, and Freeman. That's exactly who the Dodgers would need and want to come up if there was a chance to ever come back. And he shut him down. He's back, by the way. He is back. Josh Hader is back. When you acquire this guy at the trade deadline, you, you're thinking you got maybe the best closer in baseball. It was a struggle in there for a month or two months for him. This Josh Hader's back. He's throwing 100 miles an hour. Um, I think I saw something today. Like He's thrown five 100-mile-an-hour pitches in his career, and they've all come this postseason. Yeah. He's amped up. He's back. Josh Hader looks great. What a baseball game. And uh, to, to talk a little bit about the Los Angeles Dodgers here, mm. um, disappointment. I, I mean. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were looking at each other in that seventh inning. Dave Roberts doing the most Dave Roberts postseason mm. move we have ever seen, pulling a Monte in the middle of an at-bat. And it's moments like that that when we said, you know, what are you worried about? What, what would happen? Why wouldn't the Dodgers win? Oh, it'd be because Dave Roberts is doing something, trying to overmanage and doing something he wouldn't normally do in the regular season. I'm, I'm going to say something here. What? Dave Roberts needs to go. Oh, whoa. Hot take. He has had the best team in baseball on paper yeah. and number of wins yep. for the past five years. Easy. easy. That's the, on the low side. And they've won one ring in that shortened season, and I don't want to take anything away from that, but in a 162-game season, they haven't won with the best team in baseball. And you can continually point. I said it multiple times leading into this playoffs. If the Dodgers don't win, it's because, one, the pitching's a little shaky, and Dave Roberts, when the calendar turns to October, presses the panic button. What are you doing tonight? The, what? What, the biggest decision he had to make all night. Okay, you have Jake Cronenworth coming to the plate. Jake Cronenworth, left-handed batter. You leave in your pitcher, right-handed guy. The game's starting to get like Kim has doubled. Soto gets that hit. He ties the game. Okay, now Jake Cronenworth is up at the plate. You have your right-handed reliever in, Amante. You let him throw the first pitch of the at-bat. He throws a ball. Okay, fine. That's fine. He throws the ball, and then Dave Roberts goes out and gets him, makes a pitching change, brings in a lefty in the middle of the at-bat, brings him in in an uncomfortable situation, and he's down 1-0 in the count. What are you doing? There's just so many boneheaded moves that you look back through over the years and just – I'm yeah. kidding. Ooh. Take a breath. Take I'm getting choked. Because that was a moment. Take a sip of water. That was a moment that we both looked at each other. And we're like, is he, he, maybe he's going out to talk to him. Maybe he's just going to talk to him. No, no, he's taking the ball. Is he pulling him out? Is he really doing this right now in this moment? This is going to be the, this is going to be the Dave Roberts moment of overmanaging we in the postseason. We said it before the hit happened. I know. Look, you, there is nothing oh. wrong. With going to Vesia, the left-handed pitcher, in that situation. Nothing. In fact, there's a you could say it was the right move. But do it before. If you want to get the lefty for the lefty batter, then do it before the at-bat starts. 
Don't let the righty throw one pitch and it be a ball and then say, I knew it. I should go get the lefty. Yeah. Let me bring him in in a 1-0 count. That'll really get to him. No. Uh, what are you doing? So you have this team that I don't know the numbers, but I feel comfortable saying in the last five years, nobody's won more regular season games than them. And and to to have a first-round exit after this year, when you've won, what, 111 games? And before yep. the year, Dave Roberts said, and I quote, we are winning the World Series in 2022. I know where you're going with that, but we are winning the World Series this year. Put it on record. And then a first-round exit. They won. The Dodgers won all six regular season series against the Padres and could not figure out how to get more than one win in the postseason yeah. against them. I think – Disappointing. Disappointing is the, the Extremely disappointing. Yeah. So you, you can point to – and we've talked enough about Dave Roberts here, but there is a degree of like, you had the best offense in baseball this year, and you didn't show up. Like, there was a stretch in this series that with runners in scoring position <laughs> – the Dodgers were 0 for 20. It was it became the longest stretch of the entire season for them. 0 for 20 with runners in scoring position. So yes, some boneheaded moves, especially tonight by Dave Roberts. But really, the best offense in baseball didn't show up. That's not his fault. No, and I'm telling you, one of my biggest concerns was them clinching so early. The Dodgers clinching almost a month ago. They haven't played meaningful baseball in about a month. Yes, they continued winning throughout the regular season, but they were already in the postseason. They already were going. It was happening. This was the first meaningful baseball they have played in a month. I, I think. And they didn't, they couldn't do it. That's a. They didn't have the fire. That's a great point. They didn't have the fire. I and I think that's why we see a lot of dangerous teams coming in out of the wild card spot. Yeah, you and, have the fire. And that's what we're seeing out of this Padres team. So. Uh, the the word for I think both of us is disappointment oh, on the yeah. Dodgers side, Huge. but all credit here, all credit goes yeah. to the Padres. This to. wasn't. Do not paint this narrative of a collapse and an epic failure yeah. for the Dodgers. They were outplayed. Yep, they were outplayed by the better team in this series, and there's no way around that. So congratulations <laughs> to the San Diego Padres. Uh, dominated this series. Three games in a row, all really good baseball games. I can't get over the one uh -uh. Uh, tonight. We're recording this here late on Saturday night. We're coming up on midnight on the West Coast. Worth it. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm on a high watching the yeah. watching them celebrate with the fans. Um, this was Manny a special Machado. night. Manny Machado. Yeah, we like, got, we got to talk about Manny Machado. Is there is there anybody happier no. than Manny Machado? And you could see it. He owned the Dodgers this series. Mm. Absolutely. He played out of his mind catches at the plate, and he was the first one with his shirt off dancing around singing in the clubhouse, I would leading be the circle. Yeah, you, you got to be. And that's – Dodgers fans hate him, and they hate him. Well, because he didn't, he didn't show up like he should have when he was with them. And uh, look what he's doing. Look what he's did with the Padres against his former team. I mean, it is – it's – I know you're a fan, but just as a fan of the game, like, this is poetic. Oh, this like, – Like, yeah. the way this – the way this all played out, the hero, the guy shirtless with aviators in the locker room, they're <laughs> dancing like crazy. Uh, um, David Ortiz said on our post-game show that he's probably 19 beers in already, and this was, like, 10 minutes into the celebration. Oh, yeah. 
Um, what a game. Deserving. What a night. Um, the Padres entered tonight. And, and the key for me, I said it before the series, the Padres will win if Trent Grisham remains the greatest baseball player on planet Earth. And he is in that he's still there's not many people playing better than Trent Grisham right now. And I, I, the, I said that half jokingly, but the depth that he adds to this Padres lineup is remarkable. And, um, and, and it showed entering today, the Padres seven, eight, nine batters were batting 345 in the playoffs with three homers and an OPS over a thousand. The rest of teams in all of the postseason, 176. To know that you have that kind of power and can rely on the bottom part of your order is a game changer. It's insane. Heroes are born in the postseason. Yeah, and we saw, we saw we saw a hero born here for the Padres. Trent Grisham. Yeah, congrats. He became one. Uh, congratulations to the Padres. Uh, Storylines. Padres win. They advance. Dave Roberts needs to go. <sighs> And Trent Grisham remains great. What am I missing here? San Diego's electric. Yeah. Uh, we'll be there we'll in a be few there days. Monday. Uh, yeah, Monday. Yeah. Uh, anything else? I think no, we covered it. I, I think we hit it. That was, yeah. Madness. I mean, we had a lot madness. of madness. The today. streets of San Diego, literally right now, are, <laughs> are like, there's video on, on Twitter. Like, the streets of San Diego. Downtown. Are raging. Madness. So congratulations to the Padres. Um, a lot else happened, believe it or not. Oh today gosh. was one of one of the best days of baseball that I've seen in my life. Just all the series, all, all the series were going on. There were four games today. Um, there were walk-offs, there were clinchers, there were 18 inning games. Astros, Mariners. 18 innings. And I don't just say It felt 18. like two games. That game, it was What do you like, mean it felt like two? It was two it was, games. It was, it was the was second game innings. of the day, and it was still going on when Dodgers started, the last game of the day? Yes. Yeah. And it almost, the, the Yankees. Yankees-Guardians game almost, almost ended. Before. And it started like two hours after. I think it was like a five, I think it was a six-hour game. Definitely. So um, this game was insane. So let's talk about this one okay. a little bit because- not only was it a 18 inning game, yeah. it was a zero to zero game until the eighth, 18th inning. Zero zero ball game, the longest nothing to nothing postseason game in history, passing the game we just saw the other day between the Guardians. Um, which is so crazy. Also, is- the first playoff game in Seattle in 21 years. It's like, oh, oh you haven't had one in 21 years. Here's 18 innings. Enjoy and, it. And a loss. They were loud the entire time, though. I'll they give were. Them that. They were it, on their feet. They were electric from the first to the 17th inning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Pena in the 18th inning. The rookie phenom, Jeremy Pena, friend of the pod, uh, home run in the 18th, and that was all the Astros needed. They win. They clinch, they advance. The Houston Astros are going to their sixth straight ALCS, which is an American League all-time record. They were tied with the Oakland A's, and now they pass them. The first time anybody has ever been to six straight ALCS appearances. The Houston Astros are... (laughs) I'm just thinking of this. I was saying it all year long. The Houston Astros 
are the team to beat in the American League. Until somebody knocks them off, they're the team to beat. Maybe it is going to be the Yankees. We don't know. They're not eliminated yet. Um, but I, this is, say what you want about the Houston Astros. You don't have to love them, but you have to appreciate what they have done over the course of over half a decade now. Six straight ALCS appearances. It is, um, that's special. They're a complete team too because they've had all different heroes. They've had pitchers. They've had players. They've had veterans. They've had rookies. It's a different guy who kind of steps up. Besides Jordan, he's had a couple so far this postseason. But it is just, it's pretty cool to see. I mean, yeah. It, it's yeah, it's the Astros. Like They're, I said, you don't have to love them, but. You got to respect them. You got to respect them. You got to respect them. Um, this game, um, look. Here's my thoughts here, because this is this has continued to be a talking point. 0-0 zero, zero game. I tweet out at one point, um, on to the 16th or 17th at the time, 0-0 zero, zero ball game in Seattle. One word to describe this game, go. And it's all over the place, the answers. Boring, exciting, um, what, whatever. But those are, the, those are pretty much the options. Here's my thought here. We get a 0-0 zero, zero ball game. We'll dive into it in a second. But this game was edge of your seat the entire game my word was hungry because I didn't have food in my place and I didn't want to leave <laughs> I needed to go leave to get food but I didn't want to leave because I didn't want to miss anything now it turns out I could have driven home to Virginia and gotten a home-cooked meal and gotten back by the end of the game but I was on the edge of my seat the entire game now it was an edge of your seat exciting game with that said it's fair to say like Give me some better approaches at the plate. Like, we're punching out too many times. The most strikeouts in a postseason game in history. Um, just, there were some really bad approaches at the plate. That is for sure. But uh, My word? Are you ready for my word? Yeah. Anxiety. Word? Anxiety. Did you, did you respond to my tweet? or? No. You don't care about me. I do. <laughs> Oh, you're going straight there. <laughs> I actually I was driving here through part of it. I didn't want to. I was trying to stay as long as I could, but I had to I be stayed, here. I stayed. Certain... I wasn't going I know anywhere. You I, did. I, I, I But I, we talked about this before. Do you prefer a pitching duel or do you prefer an offensive explosion? And this was top to bottom pitching duel, starters, rotation, everything. I feel like it's just straight anxiety it is. in moments the, like It this. is definitely a different feel. Yes. Um, Lance McCullers Jr. and George Kirby today were absolutely phenomenal. Like Neither that. of them gave up a run. They both dominated. Lance threw six innings. I think Kirby threw seven innings. I mean, these guys were dominant, and so was every single pitcher that came out of the pen. But you, you first and foremost have to talk about those two guys because in this situation, high leverage, especially for, for McCullers, like you're in enemy territory in a place that – they brought it today. Mariners fans brought it. This The place was going absolutely insane. Um, our own Kevin Jackson, who's an absolute legend in the editorial game, he was there, and I texted him at one point and just said, how does this – expectations, where does where did this hit 1 to 10? And he, he's been in Seattle forever, and he was there in 1995 when the Randy Johnson and all that was going on, and he said, it compares to that. Whoa. And 
that that's pretty cool. And you could see it, you can feel it, and they stood up the entire game. Uh, the pitchers were dominant. The hitters were not. Jose Altuve in this round and in the playoffs now, 0 for 16 with six strikeouts. The Houston Astros swept one of the most exciting teams in baseball and a very good team without one of their best players and a staple on their team without him getting a hit. That, that doesn't bode well for others. But like I said, that that's what makes the Astros such a complete team is you have so many different guys stepping up to be the hero each game, each series. I would even give it up for Luis Garcia, who came in, pitched five innings, six strikeouts, his little dance on the mound every time. Like, he came in, was like another start on the back end of the game. He was great. Lights out. And, yeah, over five innings, or five innings, he was – he was lights out, yeah. and I, the Astros don't win this game if it wasn't for for what he gave them. Um, but this was just, you know, there was so much that happened throughout this game, and I, I've said it before, and I want to dive into the to Mariners here in a second, but Julio Rodriguez yeah. is a superstar. Oh, yeah. um, he had an absolute laser off the wall in this game. I mean, it looked like a line drive that could have gotten caught by the third baseman or shortstop, and it almost went out. Yeah. It hit off the wall. Um, he's a stud. He had a great game-saving catch out in center field. Yeah, he did. Uh, and uh, who knows? You lose track. It was like the uh, – somewhere – In the 10th. That was in the 10th? No, I'm thinking of a catch later. Oh, I was like, big catch in the 10th looking into the sun. I like, I like wrote yeah, a Yeah, that down. was another one, though. Yeah. I yeah. was like <laughs> – So this one probably happened while you were driving. Okay. But there was one like – it was like somewhere between the 15th <laughs> and the 17th okay. is where this catch took yeah. place. And Yuli Gurriel hit it into the gap. It would have scored a couple runs. And diving play mm. saves the game, keeps it 0-0. Um, he was great. Um, so, look, here, I, I have a question for you. Okay. Presents an interesting conversation here. Okay. Was this game – I'll present you three options. Okay. Was this game – that was zero to zero into the 18th. Winds up a one nothing ball game in 18 innings. Was it good, bad, or ugly? It was. Because you, there's an argument on every side. I mean, it, edge it of your seat could? with so many strikeouts. Like I wouldn't could, say it was bad because it was edge of your seat. So you're in between good and ugly. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It <laughs> I was think just. That's fair. Yeah, it was. It was good because, again, some people like the anxiety edge of your seat pitching duel, not my jam, but you got to respect it. It's one of those. It was like the pitchers did such an incredible job shutting the bats down, defense too, to get those big plays to stop any anyone from scoring a run. So it was – is I – is that in between? Is that and in that's going to do it for another episode. Of, um, I Look, I, I agree to it. I agree to a degree. I agree to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a really, it was a very well-pitched baseball game. And there wasn't a lot of offense, but it's because the pitchers were so good. This game was full of great defense, great pitching. But games get to a certain point, and batters just lose all approach at the plate, and you start seeing it. Um, when it starts getting into that 12th, 13th inning, everybody comes up with, I'm going to be the hero here. And it's impossible to not have that human element comes into play of this is the first playoff game here in 21 years. I'm going to be the hero. And it's impossible not to have that mindset. And once you start getting later, you're just trying to end the game. And I, I talked about this during the game. 
I played in a game in, in the minor leagues that went 22 innings. 22 inning game. Oof. It, it lasted over the span of two days. We played. It was a night game. It got to like 2 a.m. and yep. the 20th inning, we shut it down and said, let's show up tomorrow. But the problem becomes when you get into those later innings, it can really go on mm -hmm. because guys are just swinging for the fence. So I got a little frustrated um, watching a lot of the, like some of the approaches were just awful throughout those extra innings. But again, it, it is kudos to those pitchers. But this was edge of your seat baseball. Yeah. Edge of your seat the entire game. A guy gets on first base and you are freaking out. Yeah. I'll also give it to you like this is the game everyone's watching because you want to see what happens in that moment. It's going to be one hit, one run, one play that's going to change the game, even though you had Guardians and Yankees going on and Dodgers Padres about to start happening. It's like, yeah, okay, cool, but I got to see how this ends. I, I committed. It's one of those things where it's yeah. like, I'm in it. Exactly. I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah. I got to see what happens. Yeah. Just come on. So Give me something good. The Houston Astros, top of their order, Jose Altuve, Jeremy Pena, and Jordan Alvarez combined to go one for 22 today. One for 22. They were 0 for 21. 0 for 20 because Jordan got out after the home run. But that one, it's all they needed. Yep. The, the top of that lineup was not very good, but they advance, survive and advance. That's what the Astros did. So congratulations to them. Seattle Mariners. What a year. Congratulations on an epic, exciting year that had the world wrapped around your finger. I think everybody was rooting for the Mariners to a degree. Mm -hmm. This year was exciting. Um, it was special. Julio Rodriguez established himself as a superstar at multiple points. He comes up before the year, and I say, this guy's going to be the real deal. He starts off a little, little sluggish at the very beginning but then turns it on, becomes an all-star, establishes himself as that guy, puts on that performance at the Home Run Derby. That's stuff superstars are made of. Second half, propels his team to the playoffs, gets to the playoffs, wins a playoff series in Toronto. He's mashing the baseball. Julio Rodriguez is a superstar. They locked him up for a long time to come. This Mariners team has the pitching. Luis Castillo's there, Logan Gilbert, Robbie Ray, Cal Raleigh is, has shown himself big dumper is, is great behind the plate. Um, the crowd got what the, the crowd deserved this, but this is just scratching the surface. The Seattle Mariners just scratched the surface this year of what they are going to be for the next decade. And that is a great team in the game of baseball. So look, I know they lost this series. You lose it to the Houston Astros, who are pretty consensus the best team in the American League. So tough, tr tough draw there, tough matchup, a team that knows them very well. They know each other very well. This year was special for the Mariners, and it left me wondering. I said last year, I'm predicting the Seattle Mariners to be 2025 World Series champions. Whoa. And this year and this playoff run left me thinking, I might need to bump that up.
Wow. This was a special year for them. Congratulations to the to the Seattle Mariners on a great, great year. And you got your first home game in 21 years, and it is the first of many over the next couple of years. Thanks to the rally shoe of 2022. The rally shoe of 22, <laughs> baby. It's in the Hall of Fame there. I Everyone was having the shoes on their heads tonight. All I kept thinking about is those wet socks stepping on beer and peanuts down on the ground. But they're having a good time, and it's a new tradition that they have for the first time being in the playoffs in 21 years. Yeah. So it's special. It was special. It's yeah. a special year. And it's almost a little, it's a little poetic that the year ends off the bat of Julio Rodriguez, who yeah. is the star and the future of this team. And Julio Rodriguez just had one of the greatest rookie seasons of all time. And he is here to stay for a long time. And this year, in his first year, he took his team as far as he possibly could. And that was to their first playoff series in 21 years. He ended the drought. He won a series. And the year ended off of his bat. And it's almost poetic because it's going to start next year with him in the box. Yep. And he's going to be there for a long time to come. And this Seattle Mariners team is going to win a World Series with Julio Rodriguez on this roster. I do believe that. I could back that. All right. So, but again, congratulations, Houston Astros. Uh, sixth straight ALCS appearance, which is a record. Nobody's done that. Yeah. They passed the uh, they passed the A's. Only team that's ever done it more, the Atlanta Braves on the National League side of things. So Houston Astros win and advance. Um, I feel like every game today, Alex, was every like every time I'm like, all right, we just talked about this series. Where are we going next? And then it's like, oh my God, this game was great. We had three clinching games tonight. Three, three clinching games. Three eliminations, three clinching games. And then the one the that one wasn't left. was a walk-off. Yeah, a, a, a one, crazy ninth inning. A crazy ninth inning. Um, Guardians-Yankees today was just – look, I, this, is another, this, this one almost has Dodgers-Padres feel to it. Yeah. Like, this series is – come on, the Yankees are going to win. Um, I know the Guardians split on the road, but now it's going home. Yankees get out to that early lead, um, and then the Guardians fight back. And it all leads up to Oscar Gonzalez again walking it off down to their last strike in the ninth inning off of Clark Schmidt, which, oh boy, we'll talk about that in a minute. But walk off, Guardians win. They now have a 2-1 advantage in this series over the New York Yankees. Really hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. Really hard to wrap your head around, especially how the Yankees finished their season, how Aaron Judge finished the regular season. Yeah. And it once again plays into this narrative of these one and two seeds who had a bye and just have not been able to ramp it up to a level that we are seeing these wildcard teams come through, fighting their way to get to this round. Well, only only one one seed. Well, okay. The other one seemed yeah. fine. Okay. They swept. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I'm just kidding. But the narrative, yes. The one and two seeds, one and two for seeds. the most part, yes. struggled. Yeah. And are struggling. This series isn't over. But yeah, you're right. Um, there is, um, and, and pretty much every manager talked about it, even Dusty Baker, who I know the Astros swept. But in that, after that first game, like I think that layoff, um, that layoff didn't help Justin. Our oh. offense started off slow. Mm-hmm. And uh, every other manager is like, yeah, you know, like it's not the best thing in the world, which I called when this playoff format got 
introduced because I've been up close and personal with it twice in 2006 and 2012 with the Detroit Tigers. They sweep that ALCS. They go to the World Series after a long layoff. Mm-hmm. And both times, they were probably the better team, but they come out really flat, and that layoff is a big thing to do with it. But uh, Guardians win tonight, and like you said, it's it's a little bit of a head-scratcher. Yeah. The youngest team in baseball, the youngest team in the playoffs, going up against the Yankees, even just them getting a win in Yankee Stadium, probably one of the hardest stadiums to play a postseason game in, really kind of gave them that confidence. I mean, and that that's a thing that gets scary about a young team who doesn't understand the pressure. This is the first time they are in this situation and in this position. They don't fully understand the pressure, the postseason pressure, because yeah. this is the first time they're experiencing it. And when you're fearless, you got nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose. The Yankees have everything to lose. That's what that was your key yes. to the series before, is if this young team continues to just play fearless. without fear. And there is a degree of that that's like, well, they could play without fear and still lose. But if they win, the reason is going to be because these young guys are just playing with house money. And it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. The youngest team in baseball, nobody's expecting us to win no. except for us. Yeah. We're going to go out and try our best. And we're going to walk up to the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song if we want to. <laughs> and we're going to walk oh, you yeah. off. Yeah. And, and that's what happened tonight. Oscar Gonzalez with, with the walk-off two-run RBI single up the middle off Clark Schmidt. Um, get this, by the way. This is wild. Most go-ahead hits in the ninth inning or later in a single postseason in history. David Ortiz okay. did it three times okay. in 2004. Oscar Gonzalez three times in 2022. David Ortiz, postseason legend. Oscar Gonzalez, postseason legend. <laughs> Walking up to SpongeBob SquarePants. Why? Because he says the game is fun. It is. And I just, it's a kid's game. And that's what I want to walk up to. So uh, what a series or what a series this has been. Every game today was so good. Um, but as I've mentioned now a couple times, this walk-off off of Clark Schmidt, who Clark Schmidt put up some good numbers this year, had some good moments with the Yankees. But <clears throat> is he the guy that you want in that situation? I say no. I say Clay Holmes should be in, who's your closer. And I, again... Well, I talked about Dave Roberts here. Aaron Boone needs to go. And I've said this before just this year. Aaron Boone needs to go. Let me, they can still win this series. If they lose this series and lose in the first round, the first thing that is going to happen is I am going to take the video that the New York Yankees posted with me in it, their hype video for the postseason. They put me in it saying, yeah, I don't think the Yankees did enough this offseason to get that much better. Well, the New York Yankees lost last year in their first round of the playoffs. Oh, if they, if they lose in the first round of to this playoff. At, to the Guardians. After putting me first. I'm the first person you hear talking about the Yankees in their hype video. I don't know where that came from. I was rooting. I, I was talking high about the Yankees all year long once the year started. I just didn't think they did enough to win a World Series. I still don't believe that. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, but as of right now, they haven't. Um, if they don't, if they don't get out of this round, Aaron Boone needs to go. 
If they don't get to the World Series, Aaron Boone needs to go. You are the New York Yankees. Yeah. Okay? You're the New York Yankees. And you haven't been to a World Series in over a decade. That's unacceptable. It doesn't fly. There, there are different standards with teams who have been at the highest level throughout the entire franchise history. That's a long streak yeah. to not be at the top. Yeah. George Steinbrenner, Aaron Boone would have been gone before he even got – Aaron Boone would have been gone a long time ago if, Aaron, if George Steinbrenner was, was in charge still. And guess what? They also would have gone to get Luis Castillo. And they also would have signed Freddie Freeman. And just things are different yeah. with the Yankees now. And they're still the, they're still the Yankees – they still have the high payroll, but things are different from those teams in the 90s, early 2000s when the Yankees were one of they were some of the greatest teams of all time. The money, exactly. Yeah, they, they were just going out. They were it was free money. You went we out. Want you here? You go. You we went out you, and got who you, you go. want. Didn't you went matter. out and got who you wanted. Yeah. And this offseason, the Yankees, the the it was Corey Seager, Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman. Right? They didn't get a single one of those. Mm-hmm. And the day after that is when I went out and said. The Yankees didn't get that much better this offseason. Am I wrong because Aaron Judge went out and hit 62 home runs and put the team on his back? No. Aaron Judge was unbelievable this year, but did the team get that much better on paper from last year? No. I mean, a little bit. I like the addition. I think Josh Donaldson brings this fire to the team that they needed. Um, IKF hasn't been great in the playoffs. I mean, look. I still stand by my point until they prove me wrong. They haven't yet. And Aaron Boone has gone from the hot seat to, in my opinion, gone. He needs to go if they don't win. I, I just Same kind of sort of decisions. Tonight, the, I didn't even realize I just went on this tangent. The whole reason I got here is because Clark Schmidt was pitching in the ninth inning. Yes. When it should have been Clay Holmes. Yes. Right? Yeah. Clay Holmes should have been on the mound. Tonight's starter for the Yankees, Severino, who, by the way, deserves a lot of credit. Struggled early and then locked in and did what he needed to do for the team. But anyway, they end up losing with Clark Schmidt on the mound, and Severino postgame says, in terms of not bringing in Holmes, Holmes is our closer. Of course I was surprised he didn't come in. I don't know if he was down, but there shouldn't be people down in the playoffs. That's something you guys need to ask Boone or Matt Blake, the pitching coach, to see what is going on there. Ooh. Not often do you get players calling out coaches. It's it's just something – an unwritten rule of what you're not supposed to do you can take responsibility but you don't point fingers this is how you can tell the team is probably frustrated and upset with the situation yeah even Holmes himself Holmes said he woke up today yeah feeling pretty good expecting to pitch tonight so then what I'll tell you what because Aaron Boone was asked about this obviously after the game Aaron Boone said Holmes was available only in an emergency situation Normal soreness for him, but nothing alarming. Look, when you're when you pitch, right? When you're throwing 100 miles an hour, your arm's sore that next day. Yeah. But your job is to be the closer, and it's the playoffs. What do you mean pitching in an emergency situation? And if tonight wasn't an emergency situation, then what is? I this is an. You have a narrow lead in the ninth inning in the playoffs in the one-one series, which whoever wins that third game has a massive advantage. How is this not an emergency situation? Oh, it was. What are you doing? Not bringing in your guy. You're bringing in this young guy that has never pitched in a situation like this. A boneheaded move. Aaron Boone is out. If they don't win this series, he's got he's to gotta go. 
That's my opinion. I don't know if you agree, but that's where I stand. Frustrating. And even it players, is. you mentioned it. It's a big it, deal. You don't, players. you don't do that. Players don't do that. You no. never question the In the, the middle manager. of a series, it's not over. In, in the, the middle of a series, yeah. In the postseason, you do not question and call out the manager. It's an unwritten rule. You were with the Angels for 10 years. Yep. Did a lot of post-game things. Yep. Some mostly positive on the field, some negative in the locker room, yeah. I'm sure, after some tough moments. Uh, yeah. Did you ever, in 10 years, have a did you ever have a player throw a manager under the bus in a post-game interview? No, and there were plenty of times, frustrating times with Mike Sosha. I think that players wanted to. And they didn't. And they didn't. They said it, it's his call. It's his call, and that's that's what happened. That mm. I, I personally have never heard it. You don't do it. Yeah. So uh, those were the big storylines here. This series is not over. This will end. Uh, no, there's another game yep. tomorrow, as in... Today, if you're listening, it's even today here. It's, Sunday. It's now past it's midnight. It's officially Sunday. Today, it, it, there it is, is another game. Yes. So, on Sunday, game four will take place. Garrett Cole on the bump for the Yankees. Um, so, that's a game, obviously, that they need to win. And if so, uh, they will be off to uh, – this is the only it's series. It's the only game tomorrow. It's the only series still only going, series and it's left. only game four. Pretty crazy, right? I, yeah. Today was wild. Today was wild. Today Guardians was wild. walk it off. The place was going nuts. Congrats to the Guardians. Uh, quick storylines here. Oscar Gonzalez walks it off. He really likes SpongeBob. Yep. Aaron Boone needs to go. Ooh. Clay Holmes should have pitched. Mm. Uh, players throwing managers under the bus. That shouldn't happen. Yeah. Aaron well, Judge broke his I, like, hitless okay streak, which was nice. Aaron Judge got a hit. That was positive. He's one for – he's batting 083. He yeah, he got a two-run home run, so broke that streak. So just yeah. – Probably it, good for him to just after after the last game ending him getting booed out of Yankee Stadium. Yeah, we talked about that. that so was that was yeah, uh, that so was, yeah. Was those are the storylines there. But that one is not over. Nope. Guardians win. They're up two one. Garrett Cole on the mound for the Yankees tomorrow. We will see what happens. Um, Let's start w- where it all began today. Oh yeah, this did. This was the first it game of the day. It all began with the Phillies and the Braves, <sighs> and that environment in Philadelphia. Philly fans, I can't wait to come rage with you in the stands. Wait, <laughs> that was so cool. I can't. It was electric. Wait. I have a lot of Philly uh, friends and coworkers, and they are just freaking out. Look at that. The celebration in the locker room was a literal party. Yeah. Like yeah. the fog, the lights, the champagne. The Phillies threw a literal party in their locker room, and I wished I was there. Yeah. Like, it was that fun. Um, Phillies end up winning this game 8-3. to three. They had it under control from the Brandon Marsh three-run home run fairly early in the game. Um, like, another head-scratcher. Another head-scratcher of a series. You have the best team in baseball from June 1st on, the reigning World Series champions, coming off of a bye, losing to the team that limped into the playoffs and the last draft pick for myself in the Flippin' Bats fantasy, uh, or not fantasy, Flippin' Bats playoff draft, by the way. Yeah, that the Phillies are 4-0 this postseason when scoring first. They just kept, they just kept it going. And, and going back to, to Brandon Marsh, he was on the Angels when the season started. He was a midseason oh, yeah. acquisition. And he's playing, he, he grew up, He's a Georgia boy, so he grew up loving 
the Braves. So he beat, in a huge moment, his hometown team that he grew up loving and watching. And he said after the game, you know, because he was a midseason acquisition, his teammates did all the hard work to get him to this moment and get into contention. And it was his job to step up and show up in this moment. Mm. And he did. He's batting in the middle of the lineup for, like, you know, he's got he's in a big spot in this lineup yeah. for the Phillies. Yeah. And guess what? He came over from the Angels and at the trade deadline. He's making a big difference for this team. Guess who started this game on the mound tonight? Thor. Noah Syndergaard Thor? also comes over from, from the, the Angels. Angels. So uh, this this clincher was uh, this was this was a game that was dominated by the Phillies. You know what? This was a series that was dominated by the Phillies. Yeah. Really, they dominated this series. Um, this the team, are red hot. the Phillies are red hot. Um, you don't the the two atmospheres. I still can't believe the two places we're going are San Diego and Philly this week because the atmospheres are wild yeah. there. But I haven't the atmosphere in Philly. Um, it was it was nuts. Uh, seeing how they deserved this, they hadn't had a series there, a playoff series there in a long time. They had a playoff drought that wasn't talked about a ton because of what the Mariners had going on, but they had a long one as well. Um, JT Real Muto in this game, by the way. An inside the park home run. The first, first ever yeah. by a catcher. First in Philly's postseason history. Just the third by anyone in the last 93 years. It's a long time. It's a long time. And it was easy. It was an easy one. Yeah, I have. It was. But Which there's a whole another conversation there. Shouldn't have been. Ronald Acuna. Um, I love Lazy. Ronald Acuna. Do not get me wrong. He is one of my favorite players to watch play. But him in the outfield today was unacceptable. Yeah. Right? Let me let me break this down for you. I played. My profession mm -hmm. was to play right field for five years. I played right field for five years in the Tigers organization. Rule number one that you learn playing baseball, playing defense, is no matter what or wherever, no matter where the ball is hit, you have a place to be. Mm -hmm. Figure out where and do it. If there's nobody on base and a ball's hit down the left field line and I'm playing right field, my place to be is backing up a throw that will be coming to second base, right? Mm -hmm. On a ball hit to deep center field. My place to be is heading in that direction in case he trips and falls, in case he drops it and it kicks towards me, in case there's a ball that takes you to the wall and you try and make a sweet jumping catch at the wall and it bounces off of the wall and bounces towards you in right field. You're supposed to be there. And there is an angle of him where the ball is hit to center and he just turns and watches. And at one point, he turns to the infield and looks what the runner's doing. He wasn't running that direction. And this is just basic fundamentals of baseball. 99.9% mm -hmm. .9 of the time, you're not going to touch the ball. But you're, you, can't, you can't do anything more than just, hey, I'm going to head that direction just in case. And it would have saved them a run. That was the 1% time. That was the 1% time when you run and you back up your teammate. Uh, An inside-the-park home run. It's embarrassing. First inside-the-park home run for a catcher in postseason history. Yeah. And I think he's only the third, 
only the third in like 93 years. Yep. And I remember the last one. It led off the it led off the World Series with the Royals, Alcides Escobar. Um, I or yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I remember that well. That was crazy. And this was as well. Yeah. JT now JT Realmuto catcher. He has that designation. So first, I mean, he is a catcher, but he's fast. Yeah. He's very fast. But that was a that was a big moment in this game. Uh, the crowd was going nuts. There was another moment in this game. Ronald Acuna. And Michael Harris had a little miscommunication out in the outfield. It just drops next to him. Acuna had a couple things today. Like, bad effort from him. I'm disappointed in Ronald Acuna yeah. and the effort that that he gave in the outfield in this postseason. You're the guy. Like, you're, the, you're a stud on this team. I don't want to say the stud because there's Austin Riley. Uh, he's a guy. Dansby, Dansby showed that he should get re-signed and given a lot of money. Uh, but... Ronald Acuna come on and then like you're making some plays in the outfield that are just leaving you scratching your head like dude you're exciting lay out dive for a ball make a play go back up a guy do the little things right he didn't do the little things right and I don't know what the deal is with that so that was frustrating to see um but this was a, a series that and I, I talked about it earlier with the Dodgers and Padres I don't want to talk about the Braves blowing this Mm-mm. Because the Phillies won this and dominated, and they're doing it the right way, and they are a scary team to face. I mean, if you just look at it in a nutshell, they have the starting pitching, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, and even Ranger Suarez as a number three. It's great. And then the offense, Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, JT Realmuto. Like, this team has superstars. This is a team that's ready to win. And by the way, from June on this year, the Phillies were 66 and 46. Like, they deserved a playoff spot. They got that last playoff spot, but they deserved it. They played well enough to get it. They limped into the playoffs. Yep. But everything's different now, and this was an incredible series to watch them dominate. You forget that they have the reigning MVP, Bryce Harper. And he did not have a great end of the regular season, coming off an injury, never really found his stride. But once he got to the postseason, he is playing like MVP Bryce Harper. And he's yep. hitting home runs. He's getting hard hits. He's getting on base. He's making plays. It's Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services Marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. 
That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Like you said, it's dangerous. They're going to be a dangerous team. It's going to be a good series. Harper's rolling. Eight for 16, two homers, five RBIs in the series. That's MVP numbers right there. That is MVP numbers. So uh, this team is also... Does it a little unique at the top of their lineup with Kyle Schwarber, who's kind of either boom or bust. Uh, but Kyle Schwarber, we talked about the atmosphere in Philly that just looked absolutely wild. Kyle Schwarber has been a part of some special postseason runs. The Cubs yeah. in Chicago, Wrigley Field in October, yeah. Boston, Fenway in October. Those are elite places. Listen to what he had to say. Kyle Schwarber said, no offense to any fan base because they're all amazing. But this is by far the best division series I've seen at a home field, just how electric it was. They're in tune every single pitch in every big spot. It was just electric. That's eye-opening to hear that. I can't wait. It was the first thing I thought about. I was like, I've never never covered postseason baseball. I, I never got that opportunity in the 10 years with the Angels. Yeah, your first thought goes to, oh, my God, the Phillies beat the Braves. Oh, my God, we're going to Philly. <laughs> going to Philly. <laughs> yes. I, it just, well, you said, like, even hearing the players' reaction to the atmosphere, you could see it through the TV. You could feel it through the TV. Every single moment, every pitch, every at-bat was such a moment. It was such a big moment, and a special moment, an electric moment. So this was our – the. National League has all, has been on Fox throughout. So this was a Fox game. Yeah. And our own Ken Rosenthal did a, a little segment oh, down in the field that. during the game where he said his phone actually notified him. Like, you know how you sometimes get those notifications like a flash flood warning or like mm-hmm. take cover. There's been an earthquake. Bad <laughs> what, air like, quality. Bad air quality. Yeah. He got one for the decibel level in the area. Yeah. It said, be cautious, take cover. It's really loud where you are. And it does that if the decibel level gets over 90 decibels and it got up to 101 and he got multiple notifications on his phone about how loud it was and to be careful. And mind you, he said he's been to a bunch of concerts. Yeah. Never got that notification at a concert. Kenny Concerts. That's what I'm calling him. He made a point to say, I go to a lot of concerts. I'm like, all right, Kenny. Something new. Kenny Concerts, baby. Um, Yeah. Really special place. And I'm excited to get there. So, um, I don't know if we have the playoff bracket ready to put up, but uh, we have covered every game that has happened today. They were all wild, wild series. Here we go. We have our updated bracket. If you're watching, uh, great. You can see it. If you're just listening, I will talk to it. Um, But who saw this coming? NLCS is set. The Philadelphia Phillies against the San Diego Padres. It's not what we expected. It's not even what we were anticipating. I guess those are the same thing, but it's what we're excited about. I'll tell you that much. The fifth and sixth seed is what we're getting. I don't think I don't think anybody expected that. There's never been a sixth seed. There's never been one. The Phillies are the first sixth seed, and they are in the NLCS. Crazy. So they advance. Padres advance in a in a stunner, and then on the American League side, the Houston Astros swept the Seattle Mariners. And they, uh, in that wild game today, they have advanced and they will await whoever wins between the Yankees and the Guardians, which we will have to stay tuned for that. 
Uh, we will be talking all about it on our Monday show when we are in San Diego yeah, yeah. at the NLCS. So, um, Alex, wild day. What what a day of baseball. I, I don't say this lightly. This is one of the better days of baseball that I've ever seen. I tweeted this bef- at the beginning of the day. We're about to get 11 hours of nonstop playoff baseball. How great is this? Little did I know the Astros and Mariners would, would take up all it? 11 hours. But <laughs> it was, like, it was a it? great day of baseball for sure. And congrats on getting a pick right. I got a pick you, right. You ended your your uh, what your playoff I ended pick the drought. drought. My playoff pick drought has come to an end. My World Series champion prediction this year uh, has advanced to the ALCS. So my World Series pick is still alive. Um, I still have the I still have wow. the chance of predicting the entire ALCS correct if the Yankees advance. But I don't think anybody in the world had Phillies Padres no. CS on the National League side. But didn't get those right. Uh, maybe I guess I believed in the Dodgers a little too much. You know, people were telling me that I had the Dodgers get, getting out in the wrong spot, and they were right. They were right. I I believed in them too much. I I mean, how could you not when you're the the best team in baseball in the regular season? I know. I'm uh, just giving the people that gave me flack like how uh-huh. how could you have the Dodgers losing that early? Like you're right. I should. I had them going earlier. all the way. So I know you did. Jokes on me. And you drafted them. But we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, top five. Or playoff. Top five. Top five. Yeah. All right. It's top five. Today, let's go over to the board. Okay. I'll talk. Okay. Today was probably the hardest day yet for me putting together this top five players of the day. Just because I went, here's how I did it. What? Okay. I went game by game. Yeah. And took every player that's like, all right, this guy could be a player of the day. Yeah. And wrote them down, right? So I went, Phillies, Braves, wrote down the players. Then every series wrote down the players. Then I really started getting into a conundrum when I got to the Astros and Mariners when every pitcher that pitched today could be. Yeah, how do you choose? Can you just do like bullpen? Can you do like pitching staff? No, you can't. You can't do just just pitching staff? It's like one of the boxes. So today was was definitely the hardest. We had a lot of heroes. So let's get to it. All right, let's start with number five. Who'd you got? At number five, Brandon Marsh. Yeah. We talked about him. First um, hero of the day. Comes over from the Angels, and he's now a Philly legend. Oh, yeah. I mean, doing this in the playoffs, three for four today, a double, the home run. The home run, that set the tone, and mm-hmm. they never looked back, and that had the feel of, like, there was always that one, there's always that one moment in a series, whether no matter what side you're on, like, this feels like it might be it. And the Brandon Marsh yeah. home run was it. So. I could have gone in a lot of different directions, and maybe I will with the rest of the list, but stats on the field will matter, and the moment will matter in terms of my top five today. In this moment for the Phillies, yes, the Real Muto inside the Parker and all that, this Brandon Marsh three-run homer to start the scoring and to send Philly into an absolute pandemonium Yeah, is why he is here at number five. And Marsh said that was the greatest moment, and the moment he has been dreaming of and waiting for so cool. throughout his entire career and just really soaking in what that meant to Philly fans and to his career and as a baseball player. That's so great. it's special. All right, who you got at number four? Number four, Luis Garcia, Houston Astros, throws five innings. <laughs> Are you doing it? I'm Luis doing Garcia? a stance. I'm like, I don't know it, but I want to learn it. I feel like we'll, we'll have it down <laughs> at one point. Five <laughs> innings pitched, six strikeouts, zero earned runs, two hits, and pitched the what? Hold on, let me figure this out. He pitched five innings. The game went 18, so he pitched the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th. No, 14th, 
the 14th inning on was pitched by Luis Garcia, and he dominated. Uh, he was incredible. Yep. And there were so many pitchers in this game you could go with. And it was very tough to not – this is a little bit of a spoiler, but, like, the starters were so good. Yep. But they were they were toe-to-toe-to-toe-to-toe, to toe to toe to toe, and mm-hmm. it got to the later innings, and it's like, who are, who are these teams going to turn to? Yeah. The advantage turned to having this guy, yep. Luis Garcia, who is a great starter mm-hmm. all year for the Astros. That depth that we've talked about with them came into play of, okay, who are you going to start on the mound, and then what are you going to do with the other guys? What do you mean, what are you going to do with the other guys? You're going to pitch them in the 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th inning of the game yeah. and win, and that's what Luis Garcia did. So he's here at number four. Before we move on to number three, can we go full to Alex real quick so we can see her uh, do the dan- do the Luis Garcia wind-up? That would be great. Wait, oh, now we're trying it again? Do it all again, yeah. Okay. I need to see it. Where am we'll, I looking? We'll rate this. Right here? Okay. Oh, you think he does a cross? Oh, he does a, no. a little cross. No, okay, now I'm now I'm okay. on the spot. That was great. I was like, it was like the one-two <laughs> step. He was like, he like does the. He actually the dances off of each side of the mound <laughs> yeah. before working it's, his it's way like back a, to the he rubber. He said it was yeah, just finding his timing and it's getting all, his he, balance. He rocks, yeah. he rocks the baby. Okay. Rocks the baby and then steps. See, okay, there is a step. Yeah. I'm like, there's a step. That was great. Okay. Work in progress. We'll get it. You and the trumpet. Next time. This and the trumpet. It's yeah. a work in progress. <laughs> on to number three. Um, number three. The Crone Zone. Yeah. Jake Cronenworth. Um, we saw just a few hours ago what he did. Uh, again, this list is about moments. Okay. There were legitimately 12 people I had written down to go in my top five today. How do you narrow that down? Well, it becomes about moments. And Jake Cronenworth had a moment that will live on in postseason history for the Padres forever. That hit up the middle. The two RBI single that he got to second base on the throw. Um, the Just that whole moment, the Kim double, the Soto game tying hit, and then he gets on base, and then you have first and third. Mm-hmm. Soto steals second base. I say steals very lightly because he I mean, was – he shuffled. Well, he was trying to it, get – It an, was a – He was trying to get into a rundown yeah. is what was happening because the runner on third – they're trying to get a throw down. They're trying to make yeah. something happen. Yeah. So he goes and tries to get in that rundown. Next thing you know, he's just shuffling, like, throw it, yes. please. And then he's just like, all right, whatever. Yeah. I'll just take Walked. second base. But they just give it to him. And then Jake Cronenworth comes up. And then he gets ahead 1-0 in account. Yep. Dave Roberts makes the move that should have him out in L.A., brings in a lefty, which is fine, but does it in the middle of an at-bat when so he's already weird. behind in the count. Jake Cronenworth gets that hit to center field. San Diego went absolutely bonkers, and they never looked back, and no. they won that game, and he had the game-winning hit. And that Soto shuffle to second base brought him home. That was pretty. That was better than Luis Thank Garcia. You. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Two for four on the day, two RBIs, but it's the moment for me. <sighs> All right, who's at number two? Uh, number two, Jeremy Pena. Ooh. You know what's special about this day? What? Or about, about this? Tell me. Jeremy Pena was 0 for 6 on the day. Until his last at bat. Yeah. So the reason he is here is a couple of reasons. Well, the obvious one. Won the game. He hit a home run in the 18th inning when nobody was doing anything, and he sent the Houston Astros to their sixth consecutive ALCS. Yeah. But there's a lesson out here for everybody, and and listen close. Okay. Baseball is a very, 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 very difficult game. And I struggled with this. If I were, if I started a game 0 for 2 or 0 for 3, I was down for the count. And that lasted bat, I was mentally defeated. 
and you hear this cliche statement all the time in baseball. It's like, all right, you're going to have another at-bat later, though. Like, keep your head up. You're, you, could, you could potentially win the game later. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. But, like, I'm playing like crap today. Like, I, my, I, I'm 0 for 3. My average is going to drop no matter what. And it's very tough on you mentally. So you're in this game, in the playoffs, in October, over uh, over 6 or over 7 at the time. And he comes up. And he has a great at bat, ends up hitting a home run. And yes, the moment, the home run that won the game is why he's here. But he's also here because of that mindset and how special it is that you can be having one of the worst days of your career. Yeah. 0 for 7. Like, who? that's awful. That's such a bad day. And it's also rare to get that right. many at bats. So you know it's right. a long game. So for him to have that. And to push through that and say, you know what? I've struggled, but nobody is going to remember any of those other six nope. or seven at-bats if I do something right here to help the team win. Yep. And he did the best thing he could have possibly done, which is hit a home run to win the one nothing ball game. Jeremy Pena, one for eight with a home run. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, who you got at number one? Great question. All right. Number one on today's list of my top five players of the day is okay. Oscar Gonzalez. Okay. I mentioned it earlier. Yep. Only time in history, the most, here's the stat, mm -hmm. okay? Most postseason go-ahead hits in the ninth inning or later in a single postseason in history. Yep. David Ortiz in 2004 with three. And Oscar Gonzalez in 2022 with now three. Might I add to that, we're still in the ALDS. Yep. There could be plenty of time to go for Oscar Gonzalez. Today, one for five, similar sort of story, but the big one, when it mattered, the walk-off, they were down a run, down to their last strike with a nasty guy on the mound. It should have been somebody different, but a different story for mm -hmm. earlier in the podcast, yep. I guess, technically. Yep. Um, down to their last strike, and he battled. He put the ball in play. Hard enough to get through the infield. Ball game over. The second walk-off for Oscar Gonzalez in this postseason. A special moment. He walks up to the SpongeBob SquarePants theme it. song. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez was my player, my my number one on my of top five player of the day. Brandon Marsh at five. Luis Garcia at four. Jake Cronenworth at three. Jeremy Pena at two. And Oscar Gonzalez round out my list at number one. What a day. What a day is right. What an right. epic day. This was a yeah. great day. This this was a great day of postseason baseball. So um, I'm not going to let you off the hook here without mentioning it. I don't think we we don't have to dive too into it. But I am excited. We'll get it to you on our next show. But the Flippin' Bats playoff draft where we all, we myself, to. Alex, and producer Taylor, <laughs> I mean, drafted the a draft, team. My picks. Well, I'm, painting, I'm taking over for you last season. We're gonna Are you going over? <laughs> I'm just taking over for your over. We're gonna That's post a uh, right we're gonna post that uh, a graphic and update on that on social media. But uh, the, my saving grace has been my last draft pick, which was the Philadelphia Phillies. I know. And here they are heading to the CS. Uh, this has been special, and today, today has been a special day. One of the greatest, most wild, crazy days <laughs> in Major League Baseball that I have ever seen. And this show coming at you live at midnight on the West Coast has been a lot of fun. 
Uh, thank you all for listening. If you're still listening live, uh, go to sleep. And thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever it may be. And follow along on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And you can watch every single episode on this really cool and really beautiful set at Flippin' Bats Pod on YouTube and at Flippin' Bats Pod everywhere on social media. Thank you all for listening. Next episode, we will be coming to you from San Diego. And we will be with you from the NLCS to San Diego to Philly to if it goes back to San Diego and then the World Series, wherever that's going to be, the rest of this month and even early November is going to be an absolute blast. Stay tuned. Follow, subscribe. This one has been an absolute blast. And Alex and I, we will see you from San Diego.